Right, I'm going to just jump right into it. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, David. So from my side, um, welcome to all the friends and family of the Basona. Uh, it's lovely to have you guys here. And also, if you're just visiting us this morning, uh, it's great to have you guys here. Um, if you'd excuse me, I'd just like to just share some stuff regarding our church, regarding some, several stuff coming up, and just the vision. A lot of people have just been asking me, um, you know, what is the vision currently of, of our church? Um, and so we've, we've been going through a process. We're still busy with this process. This process has taken much longer than we thought initially. But a couple of our leaders in church, we, um, we're sort of just reevaluating our values, uh, the church's vision. I'm talking local church now. Um, and so, so f- we, we're still busy with that process, and we're, we're going to give you feedback in the next while what, what the Lord has been speaking to us about and, and certain values that we've, we've sort of worked through and really realized that's something that God has established in us. But for the next sort of six months, um, like I said, in the process, we'll release it. But, but for the next while, I believe what God is doing in our church, and so the vision, if you will, um, of our church is um, from healing to strength. I'm going to share a bit around that this morning. So in the last couple of months, but probably two or three years, um, God has been really healing the church, both individually and as a group from from various things, and it's, it's a continuous process that we go through in life is healing, but, but it was a specific season in our church, um, and I believe what God is doing now is He's taking us from healing to strength. He wants to now strengthen us, give, give us new strength. So I want to really encourage you, if you're still in that season of healing perhaps, um, or maybe you're entering that now, that's fine. I want to actually encourage you, um, I just want to reiterate what Matthew said, um, we've asked uh, Pastor Andres van der Merwe from Hermanus to come and uh, do an Encounter 3 with us. So he sort of revised and revisited the Encounter 3. Um, and he's a real father of the faith. Uh, so I want to encourage you, even, you know, some of us, perhaps you've done Encounter 3 10 years ago. You know, and I want to encourage you to perhaps consider to redo it. Um, you know, like I said, it's a revised version. But even if it was the old such real solid stuff, such foundations that I think sometimes we neglect. So I want to encourage you, it's in a month's time, you can get the details later, um, but I want to encourage you, if you haven't done it, to join us. Um, it's it's going to be a real weekend of real impartation and just allowing the Father to heal us. So so that's sort of the vision for the next while. Um, uh, tonight's uh, very exciting um, I've noticed that we've got that little device there at the back. Uh, where's Stefan? People were really enjoying the worship because uh, the, the app we use is called Periscope. And if people like it, you see little hearts coming up on the screen. So there were lots of hearts, Steph. The worship, uh, people enjoyed the worship. Um, any case, um, so tonight, um, some of you will remember Marichen from Durban. She, we sent a couple of um, years to, to, to the Durban plant and she's going to be sharing tonight so that's really exciting and then next week um, some of you might have remember we would have had a pastor uh, Arthur Foss to come share with us he's coming next week some of the men are smiling because they know what the topic is the topic is how to turn on a godly wife 
So you want to perhaps invite some friends to the talk. It's going to be really good stuff. And Pastor Arthur made it clear, it's also open to single people. You're also going to learn. So uh, we're looking forward to that. All right. So there was just some in-house news, if you will. This morning, um, like I said, I'm going to be sharing. You, you, you could title the, the sermon from healing to strength. I've called it the human heart, Jesus, and true strength. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be really to the point. We've had a, 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 a really quite a, a full service, um, so I'm gonna be quite quick. I've already trimmed down my sermon to half of it. Um, we'll come back to it again, but I'm I'm gonna jump right into it. So Isaiah chapter six verse one says, "In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord." And what's the rest of the phrase? Ah, oh, that's no, on the screen. There goes that. I was testing your Bible knowledge. Right, so a, a real powerful statement and very incidental. I've come to know that the Scripture is very intentional. When the Scripture gives us certain detail that on the face of you, like, why is that there? Then you know that the, there's an intention. You know, God doesn't make mistake, mistakes in His Word. So sometimes when something looks arbitrary, looks random, dig a bit deeper to find why it's there. So actually we see this really powerful vision that Isaiah has, and we're going to look at it in a bit more detail throughout this morning. But um, it precedes that powerful vision with the statement, in the year that King Uzziah died. Now, I believe this is prophetically something that the Lord has been speaking to us um, but I, but I believe it's, it's, well, it is something that the Lord's really worked in my heart. I believe, um, you know, God has made us body, soul, and spirit. And so God wants to minister to us. He wants to minister, minister to our hearts. But He doesn't only want to minister to our hearts. He wants to minister to our minds, right? Some people say, no, God's not interested in your mind so much as your heart because you must have faith in the heart is what is important. But no, God wants to minister to your mind. Amen. All right, he wants to minister to your spirit. The Bible says the natural mind cannot receive the things of the spirit. All right, so sometimes you, you receive a message and you're like, I don't really know what happened there, but something happened there, right? Because it's not part of the natural mind. It happened down here. But I, I believe that God is interested in the heart. And so this morning is that, is that heart message where God would really come and challenge our hearts, come and um, um, connect with our heart. So we find that Jesus in the scripture speaks about the heart. Often it says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, from it flows the issues of life. From the heart flows the issues of life. If the heart, heart is not in a good place, guess what? There'll be issues, right? So God wants, of course, our hearts to be well, our hearts to be healed. Proverbs 13, verse 12 says, a desire unfulfilled makes the heart sick. And that is a bad place to be. When the heart is sick, um, it's very, very difficult um, to respond in an appropriate way. God, again, is so faithful in helping us um, should you find yourself in such a place. Jeremiah, verse, well, chapter 17, verse 9. And the heart is desperately wicked and beyond cure. You know, one of those real um, reality moments of the human heart. The, the heart, the flesh in the New Testament language will always gravitate towards deceit, right? So in Old Testament talk, we speak about the idols of the heart, right? The heart would follow 
after things that is not God. And therefore, the, the, the New Testament writer said, fulfill the desires of the Spirit and not the desires of the flesh, not the desires of the sinful nature, but of God's nature, which is good and glorious, right? And eternal things that God has for us, um, but the heart is desperately wicked in need of restoration. And not just that once-off moment of salvation, but continuous, right? Restoration, continuous healing, continuous connecting, connecting to the Father. John chapter 14, verse 27, a lack of peace results in a troubled heart. Jesus says, my peace I give to you so that you would not have a troubled heart. So if you find um, that your heart is in a troubled place, it means you have a lack of the peace of God. Now, I've, I've just come to know one of those things, you know, I would, you know, you know some things you just have faith for. You just know when, when I'm going to pray for that, it's going to happen. Now, I've come to know if you just lay hands on someone to pray for the peace of God, God comes, right? He brings his peace. And many times, you know, th- then he would point you in a certain direction, but his peace is available to settle troubled hearts. Back to Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Now, that phrase, in, in the year that King Uzziah died, Uzziah represented something. I'm going to read um, in Second Chronicles chapter 26. And that's, that's often how you find what are the, the seemingly random facts that the Bible presents us. How do, you, how do you know what those, those, those things mean um, when it seems random as you look deeper into Scripture? Right? You either go and study the Word or you begin to engage God. You say, God, give me understanding of what this means. Um, sometimes you need to speak to people and so on. But in any case, in this case, uh, the Scripture is quite clear in Second Chronicles chapter 26. But before I read there, I want to quickly ask you, I'm testing knowledge this morning again, how do we know that biblically it was a good king. What would the Bible say about a good king? Say again. He did right in the eyes of the Lord. How do we know if a king was a really, really good king? Man after his own heart like David, yes. Looking for a specific phrase. What did he do? Yes. Okay, you know the answer. Yes, give us the answer, Pastor Liana. He tore down the altars. That's correct. So, so a king would be, God would really, or the prophets, um, or God would through the prophets commend a good king because they did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Now, some of the kings were really good kings. Um, they did what was right, but they did not remove the altars. The altars to the false prophets, the Baals, the Asterisks, um, and so on. Um, but then you have really good kings that go and tear down the altars. Now, King Uzziah was a good king in the eyes of the Lord. He did what was right, but he didn't remove the altars. Okay? And what we're going to see in a moment, he didn't remove the altars in his heart. Right? Very interesting. But let's read the account. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 15 to 20. I'm going to read the whole passage. But again, note those... Um, Seemingly random facts that the, the I, I call it hints that the scriptures give us concerning these accounts. And he made devices, that's the king Uzziah now. He made devices in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if invented by skillful men to be on the towers 
and the corners, did shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. Who wants to be marvelously helped? Okay, by God. I think all of us want to put up our hands there. Marvelously. I love that, that phrase. But then it says, here's a hint. He was marvelously helped till he became strong. Then something happened. Very interesting. The word Uzziah means, who knows that? Let's see our Bible trivia this morning. The word Uzziah means Yah is strength. Isn't that interesting? Yah is strength. It says he became strong. The Lord helped him till he became strong. Then it says, verse 16, But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord by uh, his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were eighty priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah became furious, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord beside beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous. So they thrust him out of the place. Um, indeed, he also hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. So it's a very dramatic scene um, with, with King Uzziah. And um, I, th- I think the bottom line, I love the bottom line. I love if you give me the bottom line first. The bottom line of this is Uzziah had something. I love to think through through this narrative, because obviously there's, there's a lot of detail that's not in this account. The scripture gives us what we need, but I love, I love to read in between the lines where it says he was marvelously helped be, uh, until he became strong, right? So, so Uzziah had the blessings of God. He was doing things, and whatever he put his hand to prospered because God was with him. And so I believe he became sentimentally attached to what God had done. And the good things that he wanted to do. And at some place, I believe that the, the, the issues of his heart started overwhelming him. And then something happened because of the state of his heart and because his focus had shifted from God to himself, um, God started resisting him. Right? I read this into Scripture. It's not what it says. But the Scripture does tell us that God resists the proud. All right? But it gives grace to the humble. So I believe... You know, reading into it, he was resisted by God. That's a bad place to be. I don't know if some of us have been in that place. I've been in that place. And you know what the best thing is? Is to recognize it soon, right? To recognize it. It's called pride. 